You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Lord, so you pray, yes, amen, thank you, that's right. Um, all right. <laughs> that's wonderful. I was just about to tell you, be nice to him, so never mind. Please turn to Matthew 25, and uh, forgot to print out my notes, so tonight is a, a laptop night. I don't really like having my laptop notes on the laptop, but need to learn how to use the printer in the back like that. Matthew 25, uh, verse 14, I want to talk about investing tonight, your investment potential, your investment potential. Uh, Matthew 25, yeah, talking about money tonight, investing money like that. Matthew 25, verse 14, says this, For heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and this is money, talents is money. Unto one he gave five talents, and another two, and to another one one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, also he gained another two. But he had, that had received one went and digged it into the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of the servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought, brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained or invested, gained beside them another five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest me two talents. Behold, I invested them. I have gained another two talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he which hath received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent into the earth. Lo, there thou hast thy, there thou hast is thine. Sorry about that. Uh, His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and I gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Uh, Interest there. Uh, I like adding my own words so that I understand what is going on. Uh, Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him which had ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, 
and he shall have an abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken, shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We'll stop right there. So I thought it very appropriate as uh, now, um, you know, big assistant pastor, let's, you know, we need to talk about money right away. <laughs> and that's a big joke. I'm just kidding, just kidding. But uh, my wife is not feeling well tonight, so I want to say hi to Abby. And uh, I've been thinking of investing more lately because now Abby works at a financial group in um, Dakota Dunes. And there it's, you know what I tell people, it's people that have a little bit too much money and they don't know what to do with it. That's, that's the kind of clients that my opinion runs through there. But uh, they get advice and the whole purpose, it's not a bank. I'm like, I know it's not a bank, so explain to me what exactly it is. Uh, the whole purpose is, hey, uh, financial advice, investment advice, retirement advice, um, things like that, markets, stocks, all that fun stuff that I really don't know anything about. And since her working there, I've been thinking twice about uh, investments. I've been thinking twice about stocks and, and bonds and, and investments and, and, you know, uh, money, stuff like that. So... Uh, I want to play uh, just a little, uh, just a little game with you, and um, we're going to talk about uh, successful companies. And so, what I want you thinking is, what is the company I'm talking about? What is the company? In July of 1995, a new company started in the garage of Bellevue, Washington. The company opened as an online bookseller selling the world's largest collection of books to anyone with internet access. Had, just a second, <laughs> had the average Joe, I'm, I'm just kidding, had the average Joe decided to save $5,000 and spend it on the stock uh, when, that, when that company hit public markets, uh, it would be worth $2.4 million today. What is this company? Amazon. That is Amazon. My mom got it. Amazon, thank you, Christian, was an online bookseller. That's all they did. That's, they sold books out of a garage of Washington State. That's how they started. That's Amazon. All right, this one is for teenagers only, young people only, okay? Young people only. I really think you'll get this one. The next company was founded in 1997 by Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph in Scotts Valley, California. It initially, just a second, it initially both sold and rented DVDs by mail. In 2007, it introduced streaming media and video on demand. If you invested in this company at the beginning, every $1,000 would be worth $60,000 today. That is Netflix. Christian, you can see you're not allowed to speak. <laughs> All right. You can see the slides. <laughs> All right. I have one more. <laughs> Cheating. Just like Pastor cheats on Bible trivia. I think he looks ahead. Anyway. All right. There's one more, and I purposely made this one hard. I wanted to make this one hard. One more. On April 1st, 1976, 
a fruit company started in the bedroom of his parents' house in Los Altos, California. If you invested in the company when it went public, your $10,000 investment would be $3.8 million, not Christian. Okay, Trader Joe, can you correct someone else? Let me give a hint. On April 1st, 1976, this fruit company, very close. You, they're very close. This is Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, so if you would have invested $10,000 in Apple, you'd have about $4 million today. So talking about investments, talking about large companies, it's fun to look back and look at successful businesses and think, oh, I wish I would have. Uh, because the first two were in my lifetime. Netflix and Amazon were both in my lifetime. Um, Apple was not. Uh, and man, I wish I would have invested maybe $10, $1,500 into those companies and see how my life has changed today. And, uh, but at this very moment, at this moment in time, there is great investment potential. We have great investment potential. I keep clicking this, and that's because it's off. There we go. We have great investment potential now. And of course tonight, oh, this is tax-free investment potential. Danny, tax-free. That's always Danny's thing on the farm, tax-free. So, of course tonight, I will not be pitching you a stock and I'll not be pitching you uh, to join in with me on cryptocurrency and the biggest thing that's going on. Uh, my investment is in things that will never pass away. Things that will, will never go away. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 6. You're already in Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. You know, I got it from... Uh, there's a movie that I do not suggest people watch, so I'm not going to use the title. But the movie said, uh, we invested in a fruit company named Apple, and now we don't have to worry about money anymore. Just, if you know what movie I'm talking about, don't watch it, but that's where I got it from. Fruit company. Matthew 6, 19. Matthew 6, 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust just corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust just corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if I could make a statement, what if I said I have a heavenly bank account? I have a heavenly bank account. And where I get that from is uh, Matthew 6, 19, uh, 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And what clicked in my mind, uh, bank account. That's a heavenly bank account. I am supposed to lay up treasures in heaven. That sounds like a bank account to me. That sounds like investing. So I'm supposed to invest in and lay up treasures in my heavenly bank account. And while 
it cannot be touched on earth. And while I'm here on earth and, and I can't, I can only invest. I, I can't take out. I can't withdraw. I can only invest. I can only put in. Um, and that's a cool thing about our heavenly bank account is nobody knows who's rich and nobody knows who's poor. Uh, but when we get there, it'll be known. It'll be known. So um, in Matthew, he says, do not invest in the things that are material things. And that's, that's difficult. That's not it's not what, you know, I like nice houses, and I like nice cars, and I like nice things, and it would be fun to invest and make a lot of money. But it says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. He said, uh, you know, where treasures upon earth, where things will, will rust, things will decay, things will go away. And then if they don't decay while you're living, they're going to decay while you die, and well, by the time you're dead, and and then what have you really invested in, and did, did it really make a difference in the end? Does it really matter uh, at all? And he says, don't put investments or take your time. This is another thing. Investments doesn't only have to be money. Don't spend all your investing money or your time into things that just simply don't matter, into, into habits and hobbies that will not really affect anything at all. But instead, invest in things that, that will never pass away, that will never perish. And God has got them in a, in a safety lock box that no one can touch, reserved in heaven for you. So this is, uh, I, I, you know, I was told this and I repeated this, excuse me, at my Uncle Russell's funeral, Someone once told me, there will never be a U-Haul behind a hearse. Never see that. You can't take it with you. Never be a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take it with you. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we have to start thinking. Let's start thinking. If I die today, would I be happy with the time and with the people that I invested in? And what would my investment look like? And even, even for the young people, I can speak to you a lot during this message. Because it's easy to think, well, mom and dad are investing in me. Well, who exactly are you investing in? And, and, and if you died today, young person, no matter your age, young person, uh, would you be happy with the investments that you've made in people or in your time? And, and what have you done exactly that will make any kind of a difference by the time you die. That's just a thought that we have to start thinking uh, during this time. Because uh, like we read in the beginning, your investments might end up buried in the ground with you. But remember the talent. Talent is currency. It's a form of money buried in the ground. And it's like, well, that's worthless. That, was, that did nothing. Or like we read before, the investment, the, the talent, they doubled or uh, they could triple or they could quadruple and so on, like the investments we read about of the major companies. So uh, in Matthew 19, invest your treasures in heaven where it cannot rust, it cannot decay, uh, it will never change, it will never wither away. But the only question now is the how. That's, I mean, that's what I believe. 
I read Matthew 6, 19, 20, and 21. Don't lay up treasures on earth. Lay them up in heaven. Where your treasure is, your, your heart will be there too. Okay, great. But how? Like, but how? Because I understand what it says. What, what can I do to do that? Well, I think there are thousands, if not millions, of ways to invest in, in, in your heavenly currency, to invest into heaven. If, you know, I couldn't think of a better way to boil it down than investing in people. If I could just say investing in people, if I were to concentrate it and boil it down to its purest form, it's investing in people. Who have I been investing in? And who have I been mentoring and, and helping and, and helping and going through, going through life? Uh, because, and I, I, I think I told Pastor this, but I think what's extremely lacking in churches today is mentorship. Well, I got saved, but now what? Well, well I, you know, I know, I know God, but I don't know what next. What what comes next? And I got baptized, but what's next? And you know, the youth group, they have their group, but I don't really have a group. What am I supposed to do? And that's where I think our churches just in a con current day large term are really lacking is uh mentorship and bringing people along. Who am I mentoring? Who am I trying to bring along? And in other words, who exactly am I investing in? Who am I putting my time in? And who am I putting uh, heavenly investments in? You know, I, it, was, it was easy for me to start thinking, where would I be today if people didn't invest in me? And we can all think about that today. Uh, where would I be if my parents never really cared? They never cared about me. I wouldn't be the person I am. And, and where would I be, and this can be so on and so on, if my youth pastor was more concerned with popularity? I'd be a much different person. Where would I be if there wasn't a Pastor Hannes that said, hey, I want to start a youth camp in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and then Ryan Austin went to that youth camp and made major life decisions at that youth camp? Where would I be if, if people didn't take the time to invest in me? And, and for all of us to, to relate, where would we be if Pastor Jesse didn't take the time to invest in us and, uh, and rather uh, didn't take the patience to? And we, we all, and me included, we all need patience. And, uh, and where would we be if Pastor said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of talking to this person. Uh, no, he, he puts investments into us. And he, he has certainly been investing in me, and I, I most appreciate that so much. He takes time with me, and he's patient with me, and, and so on. But I'm just saying, we can all think about, and we can all, in your seats, we can think about, where would I be if people were, weren't putting the investments in me? If people weren't, they didn't, every now and then, somebody needs to come along and say, I believe in you. You're doing great. I believe in you. Keep doing God's work. Keep going. You know, every now and then we need that. And, and I just, you know, that was one of my first thoughts.
But I can turn it around, say, where would I be if people didn't invest in me? Now turn it around and say, but how many people have I been investing in? So where would I be if, if, I, if I wasn't invested in, but now I need to think, but who, who am I giving that investment to? And where am I putting my time and, and my hobbies and, and maybe even money, but it doesn't always have to be money. Where am I putting my investment? How many people have I been investing in? Uh, we can get easily busy with distractions, hobbies, habits, and we hold tight to our Bible knowledge, but we don't share it. And we hold tight to our time, but we don't share it. And we can hold tight to our money, and we don't share it. And tonight, you have to consider one more time. If I die tonight, am I happy with the investments that I've made? Am I happy with the change that I've made or lack thereof? Am I happy with the connections I've been trying to make? And by the way, if I die tonight, would anybody see Jesus through me? Would anybody at all think, hey, that person knew Jesus? That, that young person, that, hey, they went to church all the time, and that person had a connection, a place with Jesus. And by the way, when they said that they would pray for me, I knew they would pray for me. What investment in people have you been making? And I'm sorry I keep repeating myself, but that's the, the crux of the message. That's the, that's the point. I'm trying to, trying to hit home the investments. Thinking about, am I making any difference at all? And uh, if I die, will my earthly bank account be full, but those around me did not see Jesus? Or will my heavenly bank account be full? And I walk through heaven... I'll receive my reward. You know, there's an example that can be, the names can be switched around and the, the faces can be switched around. But for example, I served in the bus ministry at Eastside Baptist Church for, and Fargo Baptist Church a combined 10 years. Combined 10 years, we went and picked up kids on the bus and some of them, <laughs> some of them we just said, hey, you kids, you come over here, get on the bus. And uh, we were warned, say, hey, you know, we're flirting with kidnapping. But, uh, <laughs> you know, kids, not every kid had their cell phone like they do today. I'm just kidding with you, making sure you're still awake. There were hundreds of Sundays I wanted to sleep. Hundreds. There were hundreds of Sundays that I asked my mom if I could continue sleeping. And she said, no, because... Mom would wake me up, not dad. If dad would wake me up, it would be like, get up, you know, something like that. Anyway, uh, hundreds of Sundays that, oh, and also hundreds of Sundays that I had other plans. I had lunch plans. I had other things to do, uh, but, you know, had to be on that bus. But the investment was made, and I'm, I'm not, please, I'm not saying I'm a, super great, awesome person. I'm not saying that. The investment was made. And I, I am excited when I get to heaven and I see those bus kids. And I see those names that, that I, I can call them by name and I could call them by name today. I, I can name them say, hey, that's Zerwafel and that's Olga and that's Bethel and that's, and I can name them name by name by name by name 
And I'm happy, I'm excited for the investment I made. I invested for 10 years. And I'm, I just have a, 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 a thought in my mind that when I'm walking, I'm walking through heaven, I see familiar faces. I see my grandma, I see my grandpa that I've never met. I see, I see uncle, I, I see people I've never met before. And included in that group, I see the bus kids. I'm excited to see those kids. And by the way, something I never really knew when I was growing up is I might not ever see them ever again, literally. I will never see them ever again because I don't live in Sioux Falls. A lot of them don't live in Sioux Falls. We're scattered. It's, it's over. It's gone. In heaven, I'm excited to see them again. And now that's when I said that the names and the people can always be switched out. Because there's missionaries like Brother Ruckman, that when he dies, whatever time that may be, when he dies, you know, there's going to be a big group of Africans that say, welcome home, Brother Ruckman. Hey, did you know I got here because of you? Did you know that I wouldn't know who Jesus is, but you came to Africa and preached to me? Thanks for coming. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for investing. Because sometimes you wonder, I could be investing in other things. I mean, I got other hobbies. I got other things I'm good at. And uh, sometimes you begin to think, am I really making a difference at all? And does this even matter? And sometimes I wondered if you can go back to the companies. Every company started in a garage, Apple, Netflix, and Amazon. Every company started in a garage, in a bedroom, uh, and all of them were nothing. And you might have thought, you know, did Steve Jobs ever think, will I be ever as big as Microsoft or Bill Gates? Will I ever be that big? Because they're just cream in the competition. And, and, and so on. And you can think to yourself, I'm just Elk Point, South Dakota. I'm just little, I, I, you know, I'm not that big of a deal. And the person that I may or may not be investing in, Lord, will this go anywhere? Because this, you know, I don't know if my investment is going to bring any, any gain at all. But what I'm saying is they all started somewhere. They all started small. And God brings increase. God brings it along. And, and, you know, it's easy to wonder, going from small to, to big, am I really making a difference? Am I really doing anything? But let's go back to the parable of the talents. That's Matthew 20. Go, to, go back to Matthew 20. I want to point out a detail point out a detail that is that is you know that I wrapped my head around so there was investments made of five talents two and one and when they when the Lord the the master came back and received his the investments back uh, I think it's 20 and so that he who had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, 
you delivered to me five talents. I invested them. I gained another five. So now I have ten. His Lord said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay, got it, good. Verse 22, he that received two talents, that's less than five, came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained another two. Now I have four. His Lord said unto him the exact same thing. Exact same. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over little things, and I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So we can say, my investments are pretty small. You know, compared to, you know, you know, hey, when, if you look at that church over there, they, and, and, what I'm saying is, this person has five talents, and God gave the increase and made it ten. But God only gave me three talents. I am no less for having three. And I am no less for having one. And, and, and what I'm saying is, sometimes it can feel small. Sometimes we can feel, am I really doing anything? Does any of this really matter? But God gives the increase. And you know what was, what was said to me? Uh, I like having good conversations with my mom. What was said to me was, I just used the tools that I had. I just used the tools that I had. God didn't give you ten talents or whatever that number may be. God, God didn't give all of us a million dollars. Say, God, why didn't you do that? I could have given that to this missionary and that missionary and so on. God didn't give me that much. He gave me what I have. I'm just going to use what I have. You know? So, so we can look and say, that church has 500 talents. And that church this pastor and this person and he can sing he can play the piano and he can preach i'm just going to use the talents that god gave me and god will give the increase whether that be a double a triple a quadruple whatever that may be i'm just going to use the talents that god gave me and also <coughs> talents is currency but you could use i've heard it preached talents as what we think of the word talents, God's gift. If God gave me the gift of, of singing and, and preaching or a gift of playing the piano, but he didn't give me the gift of, I'm just going to use my talents. I'm just going to use the talents that God gave me, and, and I'm not going to worry about the person that has 15. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about them. But God's going to give the increase because he gave me this, and by the way, there's a word that it says uh, to their ability. Yeah. Uh, verse 15, he gave five talents and the other two and the other one to every man according to his several ability. Uh, God, I've heard this many times. God gives us what we're able. Uh, God just gives us what we're able to do. Uh, and not going to give us too much. And God has given me only enough 
and, and the abilities and talents and so on so that I can serve other people and uh, just keep remembering somebody does have more talents than you. <laughs> but uh, God gave me all I could handle, and I'm just going to use what I have. I'm just going to use the money, it's, and maybe it's not a lot. I'm just going to use what I have, and uh, I'm going to invest, uh, invest in people. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy investing in people, and you know why? It always makes me remember the people that invested in me. There was people that invested in me, and I, I can see their names, and I can see their faces, and I, I think of them when I am doing the same thing that they did for me, and they had patience with me, and I need to have patience too. And, and it can be said, uh, so on and so on. You know, so we looked at that detail, and I'm just supposed to use what I've been given. So we can, we can end right there. And uh, I prayed to God to, to give me a, a, a good place to end. And uh, this is, this is the, the place that we're going to land on. Uh, just a few thoughts want you to take home. Uh, who, have I, who have I been investing in? Who or what? Who or what have I been investing in? Whether that's money or my time. And will that make a difference at all? And by the way, I, you know, something comes to memory. I want to talk to the young people again. Young people. Hey, young people. Um, you will be shocked how many people look up to you. And you might think, uh, no, not me. You mean that person. You mean that person. No, not me. Uh, you'll be shocked how many people look up to you, whether that people is at your school or those people are here at church. And you'll be shocked at the amount of people, guys in the back too, how many of them see, oh, they came to church today or they did not. Or, or how many of them see, oh, when Ryan said, hey, everybody be quiet, listen up, please, uh, they did or they did not, and so on. You'll be shocked to believe that, hey, even me as just a little old high schooler, I can make investments in the people that are younger than me. Yes, they're annoying. Yes, they are. Yes, middle schoolers are annoying. Yes, I know. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. You'll be shocked to know the people that look up to you and look at you and think, that's what I want to be when I grow up. That's the, you know, they think that you've got it all together. And what I'm saying is when I talk about who are you investing in and who is the time and who is the habits, it's easy to think and, and preach to the adults and think as a teenager, well, that's for when I get older. Uh, that can be right now. That can be right now. And, hey, I am looking for teenagers to bring along some of the young people in our churches, in our church, okay? If I can be really frank. I'm looking for some older people, some mature teenagers to say, hey, a uh, young person that's sitting alone, middle schooler, that's what, hey, you can sit with me. Hey, hey, when, when Ryan says, hey, listen up, please, you need to be quiet. I need some teenagers to do that for me. I need some teenagers to, to mature and, and get to that level. But what I'm saying is they are looking up to you. They most certainly are. 
and they're watching. And I, when I was a teenager, I did not. I, I felt like I was kind of in my own zone, and I really didn't know the effect that I was having on the younger people. I just thought it was just me, just flying. I never knew. And one time, I, my youth pastor told me, he said, did you know that this, I think I was a senior in high school, and this man was a freshman. Did you know he asked, he asked me, said, man, can, can you get Ryan to pray with me more? And I'm like, why are you asking me? What are you talking about? Why don't you ask the youth pastor? But he wanted to pray with me. He wanted to have, you know, a men's prayer time, just me and, and him. And, and he, was in my, he was in my wedding. But anyway, I never knew that. And seriously, you will never know the effect that you have on the younger people uh, until you get older. And I'm totally serious, guys. You can invest, even right now, as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior, and as a senior, and as somebody in college, you can invest in people now and start your heavenly investment uh, portfolio right now. So I want to leave you with that. Who am I investing in? Does it really matter? And what am I doing with my time, money, and, and things like that? And uh, just a thought tonight that I want you to carry on with you uh, as you're trying to sleep at night, Kurt, <laughs> who am I investing in? And uh, think about it tomorrow morning. You wake up, you go to work, you go to school. Who am I investing in? And will that make any kind of a difference at all? Would you pray with me, please? Father, thank you tonight for...